This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three, butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. He's RJ, I'm Rob, and we are Double R. And uh, as we look at the San Antonio Spurs, um, Victor Wimbayama's uh, presence is becoming more and more obvious. He, he uh, As every game passes, we're starting to see um, what he is going to be in more and more light because um, he's now playing that 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 five position however you want to 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 parse it whether it's point center or hybrid whatever uh him as the focal point works uh another valiant performance and another loss uh 26 and you just name every stat and there's at least two things that he did in every box um he's going to be rewarded with it rj by getting to go to the all-star game at, at the very least he'll be participating in the skills challenge and obviously the tallest guy ever to do that um that was a cool bit of news yesterday obviously and i would say this was maybe the most i've enjoyed a spurs loss this season um made it interesting um you know i I know we kind of tend to like let's just sim to the end of this you know what i mean like about the second quarter um but having this on in parallel with the first nfl game it was like it was right as the josh allen big touchdown happened that it was like wait a minute they cut this to six yeah i mean and you're a lot you're allowing yourself to kind of daydream and this is you know if you're team tank if your team you know organically tank or whatever i mean however you've kind of gotten to this point this is what you want to see these are losses that that make sense these are are brewing something special and, and yeah i mean like how can you not be pleased at this point you know it's hard to, to, to how can we not be pleased that's where we've we've fallen you know i mean <laughs> i mean but the fact of the matter is what i'm seeing now is what i expected to see in november you know, at least we're there. We're a little bit behind. You know, my wife was a teacher for a long time, and she would have kids that are, you know, she's teaching third grade, but there are kids running about late second grade reading level, you know, trying to get them caught up. Well, I feel like the Spurs are kind of lagging behind in the reading level. They're 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 in the third grade, but they're reading the, the mid-second grade level, but at least they're on track now, and we know where the issues are. And I, in hindsight... I think that the you know the twenty 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 part of the 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 season the way that uh, coaches look at it like the first twenty games are this the next twenty I, I think we're kind of following that pattern though a little bit behind but at least and like RJ was saying um, we're competitive now there's a threat to win the game with five minutes to go in every game over the last two weeks. I mean, again, it sounds pathetic when you say it like that, but I mean. If you expected anything more, I don't think you were being rational, right? Like, I mean, this is exciting, but, I mean, and I get what you're saying. Like, maybe you expected to be further along on, on the reading scale or whatever. But, I mean, it's this is a really unique thing. This isn't just like, oh, we hit the lottery and we have this, you know, generational player. This is like a, I mean, we got to teach him how to, how to walk first. I mean, again, like kind of figuratively speaking, like this is a whole new era um, that has to kind of be, you know, Conquered, like we're conquering new land right now. And, and you talk about conquering new land. The way that Wimby is being used, you know, Spurs are losing, and they're losing by five or six points, six or seven points. 
I mean, it, mm-hmm. they're competitive, uh, a furious close to last night. They're, they're heading to – but if Wimby was just playing regular minutes, not not big minutes, not 38 minutes, not not 40 minutes, but just regular NBA starting minutes, just say 33 minutes, 34 minutes, 32 minutes, that, that six, seven-minute change would be the difference – it appears in a lot of these games. And I'm not even counting the not playing on the second end of a back to back. I get right. we're in uncharted water. I get we're, we're trying to, you know, keep this thing great for a long, long LeBron time. Mm-hmm. But when we see that now that we're competitive, forgive me if you've given me a little bit of rope and now I want to learn to be a cowboy. Now you're showing me that you're, you can be that, yet you're still holding back. You're still not giving me everything as a fan. I'm still watching Wimby watch the game a lot more than he's playing. I mean, I, I get that, and it kind of does sort of remind me of my son, right? Like, he can kind of run, you know what I mean? But, like, when he tries to run, it's like, dude, slow down. You know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> you don't totally understand this you're, principle you're a little of top heavy. Yeah, exactly. Um, that being said, so Wimby's played in 34 games this season. How many times you brought up, let's call it, 33 minutes. That was, let's, let's put that threshold. How many of the 34 do you think he's played 33 minutes in? Has he played in, oh, maybe the first or second game, maybe? So you're going to go one or two? Is that your official Yeah, best? one, two, so one, one. I'll of, go one. Out of 34, he has hit 33 minutes six different times. Really? Six? Okay. Six wow. different times. 33 wow. minutes on the dot at Houston um, back in December, on December 11th, but um, and only once in a winning effort, obviously, the, the win at Phoenix, but um, so only I mean, once in the six times he's played a max of 33 minutes had the Spurs even won. Correct. Uh, of his six games above 33 minutes. Now he's got three more above 32 minutes if you want to, again, lower the threshold a little bit here. And if you want to you know, go down to 30, you know what I mean, um, he's got 16 games. I mean, you're all, at that point you're talking almost half, but you know, I don't want to you know, parse over four minutes or whatever the case may be. But, like, again, if you do want to stick at that 33, I recognize now we're kind of crafting a narrative. You're talking about six of 34 games. You're talking about, what's that, like 20%? Right. I mean, you know, that's re- to your point, I mean, you know, we're now, what, almost 50% of the way through the NBA season. So you, you can't be 20% along at 50% of the way. You know, the, the, the parallelness of it isn't lining up. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. And, and that's going to be the next question. Because before, all we asked was, for the love of God, just be competitive. I mean, we, we're not asking for a whole lot, but the Wimby effect should make things at least a little interesting in the fourth quarter. I mean, th- th- it's just been terrible. Well, we've seen over the last 10 days, the last five or six games, where the Spurs have kind of righted that ship, and now they're a competitive NBA team at the very least. And now, as we see them capable and starting to understand, and, you know, Pop now has a point guard that is starting the game, though the minutes really haven't changed that much, but the attitude about the point guard has changed. And I think more than anything, it's been Jeremy Sohan who's been freed to do the things that we actually enjoyed him doing last year. So we're starting to see a ripple effect there, and the team is now competitive, and Wimby, with every passing day, is starting to is really feeling him himself as an NBA guy. 25 points is a given for Wimby. That's easy in, in 25, 26 minutes. It's not difficult for him. He falls into it. So we're starting to get that. So the next question is, we're competitive. We see in a, a rotation that I do think is working with Keldon coming off the bench. Now, how about a couple more minutes? A little bit more uh, juice from the fruit and squeeze a little bit tighter. Let us, and you know, suddenly maybe if we can get 30 minutes out of this 
20-year-old, maybe a couple of more wins are in the offing because whether the, the Spurs are drafting first or 10th, we're not so much worried about our record. It's other people's performance that's going to affect our draft more than us, at least for the picks that matter, or at least one of the picks. So maybe try to win a few and fall ass backwards into the playoffs without having to spend a whole lot, I think is going to be the theme as we watch the Spurs uh, carry through January and February, the, the doldrums, as it were. Um, yeah, the, the genie said, Rob, you get you know one more wish. Could I have three more wishes, uh, Rob Thompson wants to ask the genie. <laughs> Uh, to, to that point, though, um, like kind of, I mean, because not everything is linear, right? Like, I don't think it's, you you know, to back to like our kind of parallel thing, you can't say like, oh, because you're at this point, like you have to be this far progressed, right? Like, you know, there's give and take, there's there's ups and downs, there's ebbs and flows within even the doldrums, to your point. But do you know the last time you hit 30 minutes? Because like, now you've you lowered the threshold there, which is admittedly significantly. You just lowered it by 10%, you know, by your own measurement. But do you know the last time he played at least 30 minutes in a single game? Uh, I only thought he'd done it once. So I'd say in the last, it's probably been pretty recent. No, I'd say it was back in December before um, or during the tournament. Tomorrow um, will mark one month. Obviously, Spurs back in action tomorrow. It was uh, December 17th mm-hmm. against New Orleans. So, I mean, so I, again, like... What are you doing? I mean, you know, like you can't you can't go a month, like like to live in like a thirty for thirty, so to speak. Like you can't go thirty days without him playing thirty minutes at this point. Like you know, like and I don't think that's being greedy or selfish or ridiculous. And that's where, I mean, I understand the the want and the desire to kind of see you know him be selfish a little bit. You know, kind of demand more. And I know he's he's obviously been in in a mild way a little bit outspoken there. But I mean, like let's do it. Like you know, let's like. Take the, the plastic film off the phone. Like, let's play with this thing. Like, you know, I'm sick of being bored. And we're getting close to the uh, the trade deadline, and we're starting to see names mm. mentioned. And uh, the the Hawks, you know, no coincidence you're going to talk about the team you're about to play as we knew they were coming into the weekend. And the first rumor that kind of fell out was that Atlanta was shopping DeJounte, that DeJounte might be available to the Spurs or anybody else, you know, which – when you, you talk Atlanta, the Spurs have dealt with him in the past. Uh, Malik Rose worked in that front office for a bit. Uh, there's a comfortability about making moves. And the Spurs, I think, have measures of comfortability with some teams and others that either they are, that they won't deal with us, like the Knicks. There'll never be another deal with the Knicks and Spurs. They just don't like each other as far as the organizations. But uh, you feel like Atlanta is. And DeJounte was the first one mentioned. And then uh, Trey Young, the second. Um. If there is change, and I do believe there will be, there's a big price to pay for it. And this is kind of a grander scheme, but this is the first one that the Spurs can actually talk about. Uh, there's the big move for a Trey Young, and then there's the move to just add a piece that the Spurs need, like a DeJounte. Um, as we come into the, the second half of the season ceremonially, do you see the Spurs making a big move or a move that's more appropriate to – just a piece that's required. I mean, how, like, what was the last big move? You know what I mean? Like, I, I Lamarcus, you know, you know or, or you know, well, I, we so, can define big move like trading away Derek or, or trading away Dejounte. I think something on that level would. That's not a big move. That would be a pieces parts move. I don't think. This, I mean, a big move is moving a couple of number ones and bringing in a guy like Lamarcus, making a deal and bringing in a Demar, even though it was a forced move, but a big move. Or, um. Y- yeah, I mean, I, I think those all belong in, in, you know, it, I'm not trying to just 
you know, right defense here, but they were uniquely different boxes right. um, for uniquely different situations. I think LaMarcus is probably the last one, um, but that kind of fit the timeline, right? Like, you're, like any big move has to fit your timeline. Any, and to that matter, trading away Derek or trading away DeJounte fit that timeline, that kind of big move, that kind of unique box. And so this, is Trey, like, are they on that timeline? You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that – I think that would be disingenuous. I, I, I mean, we have to – you know, if if we're going to be this slow and methodical about this, like we got to be straight up and honest, and I I think that that's maybe getting a little bit too in over our skis. And, and uh, take that a little bit further, uh, in over our skis. Then what isn't? Dejounte, I mean, bring him back, have fun. You know what I mean? Like allow for the development and you know, slow paced, quick paced acceleration of everybody around him. I mean, you know, that's. It's kind of the you know the the middle of the Venn diagram at this point in time. Like it's it's enough of a move that you can justify it. It's an, it's not so big of a move that it's a big move in a in a cost acquisition acquisition standpoint. Uh, it's a big move in that it you know it strengthens your team. Right. right? I mean you know and and that's what you kind of need. Like you need you know all of this slow roll is great, but like the, what we liked about yesterday is you got to start playing competitive basketball. Like all of this is valuable for the future. And so if you're just getting blown out by thirty, I mean you know. What's how, how, what, like, who's learning from that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, again, we understand this is a, t- a process, but like, what is the value of the process? Like, there ha- we have to, and again, I don't want to be impatient. We're, no, you know, you're hitting it. That is the death, the, the, the death nail of improvement is following some kind of process plan. Because if you're, if everything you're doing is more about not today or tomorrow, but next year, at some point you get lost. You can't continue to look a thousand yards ahead. At some point, you got to look down. Are you going to keep tripping? And I think that's been the Spurs. I mean, they we we looked at them. There's this long term plan, but my gosh, you end up with night after night of just getting spanked, and with the excuse of yeah, it's not about today. This is going to pay dividends next year. Well, sometimes before you know it, next year's here, and you're not any better because. You don't know what to, you didn't. You got lost on the way, and I think the Spurs found themselves a little bit behind. And here we sit. Now we can see pieces that are required, parts that are missing in a very competitive format instead of early in the first quarter when at least it kind of still mattered, you know. And now I think that the Spurs are going. This guy works and this guy doesn't. This guy works here and this guy doesn't. And they can make a decision as we get closer to trade deadline, which is about a little bit under a, m- a month away on the 8th as we'll be sitting uh, in uh, Las Vegas uh, f- on Radio Row when that trade line deadline comes and goes, as RJ and I will be our source for all things Super Bowl. It won't be with the Cowboys, but it will be with uh, one of the uh, the four uh, or three champion super wild card players uh, as we welcome San Francisco and Baltimore into the party next week. We're going to talk about the playoffs coming up next, but before we leave, uh, the, the Spurs did get a refund this weekend. A little bit of good news, a little, little check in the mail as the NBA gave the Spurs back uh, $1.3 million in disabled player exceptions uh, They let, after the Charles Bassey injury. So a little bit of money in their pocket. It kind of helps, you know, a little bump after Christmas. Maybe you could put that in a Christmas fund, kind of put that in the uh, let's go get us another starter in the trade deadline fund. Yeah, the um, you know, in keeping with the weather, the true like throw on the jacket you haven't won in a year. Like, hey, there's there's five bucks in here. There's there's a twenty. You know what I mean? I forgot about this kind of thing. Like, um, it, you know, it's. I think it's fair to exercise patience. I do think if if they're not active at the trade deadline, people will riot. Somewhat understandably so, because there's got to be some progress at this point in time. You've got to start playing. 
and that's yesterday was great. Yesterday was okay, cool. You rallied back from down, you know, a million points, and, and you made it competitive, and you made it fun. And those are lessons that your young core can learn from. But you got to keep it up. You can't just sit there and do nothing. Uh, Wimby uh, got word this weekend that at the very least uh, he'll be participating in the All Star Skills Challenge, which is just another testament to what he's capable of. But I'm gonna—he's an All Star. His numbers. He's an all-star, and it's it's not a uh, it, well. It's bias, obviously, as I'd like to see a Spurs an all-star game. But just if you compare him against all other sixteen dudes that are going to be on an all-star roster, he compares with all of them. I mean, he's he's putting up mid twenties. He's filling every box. He's uh, first or second in the league in blocks, depending on the day that you look at it. He's throwing three assists a game, and he, he's uh, rebounding at a clip that is as good as anybody who's starting every shot outside of the paint. So uh, if you just go number for number, he's an all-star. And I'll tell you, if the Spurs had won eight or nine more games, it would be a given that he's an all-star because he's putting in all-star play. Give me a name to compare him to off the top of your – to prove your point. Like, just pick a name out of thin air. Well, uh, at a big, I mean, you got to compare him to Joker, and he ain't going to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I would compare him uh, with – I think the best is Durant. Okay, so um, playing with stat heads comparison tool, which is always fun to, um, you know. But if you look at their importance to the team, I would compare. And Joker is on on a level at which no one can attain. But And Giannis is right there. But if you look at those guys and compare his numbers – uh, they compare favorably. I'm not saying he's better than those guys, but when we're talking about second string and uh, coach's choice, he's the kind of guy that would normally get chosen on an average to good basketball team. So I just sent you um, a comparison of current season Durant, current season Wimby. And, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're lining yourself up against KD. I mean, you're, it's a losing proposition generally yes. on the face of it. But you're right. I mean, like, there's – there's something to this. I mean, there, there's something to, you know, arguing that, that Wemby is an all-star. I mean, you know, he's not Kevin Durant. That's not your argument. But, like, the fact that he's comparable to him, I think, is enough, you know, of an argument that he should be in consideration. And if the wins were coming, I don't think it would be such a difficult statement to bear. I, I think that his numbers are are, are available. And if they, as if silly – the Bucks. It, like people would be jumping all over you right now, like you know they'd be riding your wave. Absolutely, and, and it's silly. You need, you need those big wins. You well, know what I mean. And, and you know the voters, where you get like some days you, your vote counts nine times. I mean, it's silly the way it gets in, but it does go to, to show that if Spur fan, which we had to get used to back in the day, uh, back when Tim and, and Tony and Manu would kind of split the vote, and we only got a one All Star a year or two All Stars a year. Uh, we had to fight for our own. Uh, Wimby's going to get his own, especially from the internationals. But I, I don't think it's too far-fetched for him to get in on the voting. But I think his numbers and the way he's playing, specifically the way he's playing in such a small amount of time, whoever the uh, coach is, whoever, whether it's uh, 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 out of Denver or whoever is uh, got the first-place team and the two first-place teams, uh, I, I don't think it would be too far of a stretch. And you, you could justify choosing uh, Wimby to put, be on the all-star squad and I know that the NBA would certainly be happy with it yeah I mean I don't know what like odds on that are but you're right like especially if you include the narrative of it all that's a that's a poor way to put it but you know what I mean like Wimby on the all-star roster is good for everyone yes involved. 
Um, and so, and like, I, I don't mean it like as like a, a ceremonial selection either. Like, it's justified. You know what I'm saying? So like on top of the fact that it's justified, I do think that like the good for, you know, the rising tide of it all, you know, might be what, what propels him, you know, past the like the San Antonio-ness that we've kind of always known it to sort of be accompanied with. Well, Victor sits currently in the Western in eighth in the front court voting with 426,000. And to give you an idea, uh, LeBron is first, of course, with three million. So the, getting the vote is not going to – he will not get in via the fan of, or the popular vote or however what bots are used on these the voting w- schedule. But uh, – well, that- you need to spend some time on the computer. That's what we're saying. But uh, yeah. above that, I, I do think that if there was a choice to be made, uh, and the NBA would not be upset if he was to go above Kawhi or Sanguine or Paul George, who do uh, rank ahead of him in the vote, or you know Anthony Davis is at a million, a little bit more than a million ahead of Wimby. So I don't think a coach. I think a coach could justify choosing him uh, as we sit here, but no matter what, he will be front and center over the weekend. They'll make sure he's there because he will play on that, uh, Friday night's all-star challenge. Or is that Saturday night? The all-star challenge. Uh, they've got it broken Satur- up. Yeah. You, it's Saturday. It's, it's Saturday. It's, night. It's, it's, it's the shoot. It's the skills challenge, three point dunk contest. It's all Saturday. Friday's like the, the shooting stars and the, uh, like the uh, all-star. It's like, yeah, it's like, and they have the also like celebrity games That's or it. whatever. Um, where like Miles Teller will play or whatever, you know. I know we're all looking forward to that. Obviously, so. yeah. who's Miles Teller? Oh, he's the uh, guy that sounds like he's from Texas, right? What? He's got the. Um, uh, the he's got. He, I know who he is. Dark haired guy. I guess he's he's the Whiplash guy. Uh, he's also in Top Gun, um, the, the recent one. He's a big Philadelphia fan um, and acts like it. If you know what I mean. I did not know that. Uh, we'll continue. Is he really? Um, I thought he yeah. sounded like he's from Texas. He sounds like he's got a southern drawl in some of the movies he's made. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He's an actor. So he's yeah, they're good at that. Of, they're yeah, they're good at that. Four, but every day at seven, it is exactly the same. We call it the silver and black. Make sure you are subscribing. And if you're not already, hit that button and uh, like it on the regular. We're proud of what we do. Tell everybody else that you are as well. Put a thumb on it.